If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, June 5th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside... The accolades go too long. Yeah, right. It's been too long. It has. Formerly of IGN. Formerly of IGN. You know what? Cassimacina. Back when it was cool. Get out of here, Cassimacina. The the IGN Nintendo team, ladies and gentlemen. Then you went to Apple. Then you went to Disney. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the one and only Mark Boson. Yeah, right on. Thank you for having me. No problem. You got to get on top of these mics. You got to be up here. You got to be up there. Thank you you for having me. You see, I get your radio voice out. Boson, how are you doing? It's been too long. I'm doing pretty good, man. Yeah, this is, uh, it marks, I think, 13 years since I've been live on anything. 13 years since you've podcast. I I feel like a returning original cast member on, like, Street Fighter VI. Like, you should should have, like, the tattered robes (laughs) and, like, you know, all the gray hair and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, but yeah, it's been it's been cool, man. It's good to jump back here and like outside of maybe jumping on a Fran stream now and then. This is the first time I've been Fran. So, yeah, get out of here. Yeah, we don't, don't need Fran don't. at all. Thank you for calling me instead of him. I know it was a, it was a, it was a close. You one. called me, so don't worry. <laughs> well, so talk to us, uh, Bozon, because I went to your, of course, your Twitter, wherever yeah. we should go. Mark Bozon, yep. B-O-Z-O-N. Uh, of course, everybody remembers you from the old Crush Hour Two videos with me on IGN yes, and stuff like that. Uh, but you know, for me, you always hold such a special place in my heart because, of course. When I first got to IGN in 2007, yeah. it was you and me. They sent everywhere. Yeah. We were just down. To, we, we didn't want to pay for yep. anything, so we'll yep. use the company card. That's great. It's yep. a free lunch, free whatever. Yeah. And then you and I traveled the world together and roomed yeah. for so long together. Yeah. But, of course, IGN, Nintendo, what have you been doing since then? Because you've done a little bit of everything. You're now have, games yeah. industry executive on your Twitter profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on LinkedIn, yeah. I didn't want to do the, like, hashtag looking for work thing. Um, I, like, literally growing up, I, I had... So my brother, shout out to Matt Bozon, creator of, of, of Shantae. Um, Aaron Bozon, creator of Shantae. Matt Bozon worked on Shantae since the very beginning. Um, Way forward, I grew right? Up, yeah, I grew up in, yeah, and I grew up in his, his shadow and being like, well, I don't do art, so I can't work in the video game industry. <laughs> and then I like started in, in game dev, testing games when I was like super young, probably was legally allowed to be paid for it. Um, I'll literally go work on games. And at the end of the week, they'd be like, you did a really good job. Here's a Nintendo 64 game. Nice. I was like, dude, thank you. That's amazing. And then I'll realizing. Keep this going forever. This yeah. gravy train's never going to Yeah, yeah it's all, I'm going to get free games forever. It's really good. And then realizing, like, you need to get a real job where they actually pay you real money. Right? Yeah. But coming from it from the angle of, like, I don't have that art background. I'm not a programmer. Like, what can I even do? And instead, I went and did, like, the sampler platter of everything. So I've had that chance to do publishing for Apple Arcade. I worked for last year with Disney on Next Generation Storytelling, which is super cool. Was not Metaverse the way you think of Metaverse, but we did some really interesting things. Excuse me, some really interesting things. Um, and then, like, doing game dev when I have time to do game dev, and I really enjoy just, like, connecting with people, journalism. Yeah. So I, a, little, a little bit of a mix of everything, actually. So now you're, you're just back out there. You're, I'm you're, back out you're, there. I'm a, I, it's Sting in 1996, man. I'm a free agent, and then I'll go into the rafters. <laughs> I'll show up with a pro, an ill-fitting trench coat, you know, and I'll get into that next stage of my career. But, yeah, I'm having a blast. Honestly, like, I'm trying to decide what's going to be next. All I know is it's going to be something I'm super passionate about. Um, I love indie games. I love talking to folks about games, but I love making games, too. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time since I've been able to do that. So I'm um, really hoping to jump into that, too. That's awesome. Big Apple thing going on today. There's a, yeah, a little, little Apple thing going on. You know anything about it? You, you, you got some inside information on that? You remember some stuff? What day is it? 
Monday? June 5th. I, I, I don't want to get sued today. Sure. Okay. Maybe fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully I can unredact a few things from my resume. Outside of that, I'll leave it to the experts <laughs> to talk about what's coming up. Well, then for now, before we get in there, of course, I always want to introduce somebody new. Because, of course, you'd be surprised how many people are like, oh, Greg, I've been watching you forever. Oh, how yeah. long? Oh, 2015? I'm like, oh, my God. You don't yep. even know. Uh, favorite game of all time? Uh, it's Castlevania Symphony of the Night, okay. or sometimes, depending on the day and what I ate, it's uh, Link to the Past. Those, nice. Those two. I don't know that either are perfect 10. Symphony of the Night is definitely not a perfect 10. Um, but I don't, maybe, um, Link to the Past is perfect 10. Um, but yeah, my kind of like favorite game of all time goes back and forth. Between those. Okay. And then what are you playing right now? Right now is a, a mix of stuff. Diablo 4, obviously. Hell yeah! Everybody's playing Diablo 4. Um, Diablo Immortal, that's not a uh, You're still playing Immortal? Opinion. I just went into it again to sort of check and see. They did so this is my thing. You did the whole Apple Arcade stuff yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, did yeah. you like, were, are you like, even before mobile then, were you, right yeah, or are you like super on mo- mobile? Like, oh no, they're actually, I, and there are a lot of great things. I'm not, I'm not knocking mobile. It's what I have time to play most of the time. Like, You're a dad? AKA the, AKA the toilet. I'm a yeah. dad, yeah. I actually have a one-handed games folder on my phone. I don't know if I still have it, but when, you know, we have a kid, you're like sitting there with a baby, right? Playing games yeah. one-handed. Um, so I was playing that. I played Street Fighter VI um, on Apple Arcade. Shameless plug. Um, TMNT Splintered Fate is amazing. That's from Super Evil Megacorp. The guys that made um, uh, Vainglory. So that's a really cool. It's like a four-player sort of Hades-style dungeon. Oh, okay. And it's got like online multiplayer for four players, which okay. is really cool. So that's, that's been the mix of it. Like last case of Benedict Fox was cool. Shout out to Rogue Games. Got to get my cast to plug in. I think that's the major, major stuff right now. But Diablo 4 has been taking all my time. Like, what are you playing? Who are you rolling? I'm rolling Sorceress, um, Arc-like build, except for now they, the one point, whatever, one point, whatever patch, the day two patch that they just put out, um, completely negating a bunch of the builds that are out there now, which is good fun, like Blizzard keeping us on our toes. Yeah. But um, playing Sorceress, I played a little bit of Druid because uh, I hate myself, and that's what sure. you do when you want to play Druid. Yep. Um, get like the zero DPS out there. <laughs> um, and then, like, it's just the tough one for me, honestly, is I want a build that feels super fresh and new. Um, I think a lot of it has been really cool so far on Diablo. I'm really hoping we get some cool characters that are maybe different and, and offer something that I have. I played since Diablo one. Like I literally yeah, you've been on the block forever on Diablo one. Played Diablo two, Immortal three, of course. Um, I just want something that's maybe a little bit newer. So I was gonna go Druid. Druid's really the DPS isn't there. Um, so I'm playing Sorceress right now, but yeah. trying to kind of mix it up. Yeah, I rolled Rogue. Uh, that's where I've been nice. stuck, and okay. it's the same thing where it's like. It'll be fresh. And then I'm yeah. like, it totally is just becoming my demon hunter, right? It's For becoming sure. my Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey of just yeah. all poison build. That's what I'm doing. I'm out there. Like, and you're going to, it's, this game has an awesome end game already. And it's a yeah. live service game, right? So all that's coming. Um, so you're going to be playing this build for a huge amount of time. So it's tough to just pick one. I end up sort of just like being the Borg and trying to assimilate different, like whether it's new games or different classes inside of Diablo. Yeah. Like just play everything and see what I like the most. Um, I'll probably end up playing all of them, to be honest. Yeah. I'm gonna be going for that platinum. All right. Nice. I know you're playing on Xbox or yeah. whatever. You don't have to worry about it. Hey, it's multi-platform. We're all we're all friends here. For now. And as right. long as you have phones, you're fine. Exactly. <laughs> what? You don't have phones? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some other stuff that'll be happening at a press conference to make more memories. There will be no CG first-party trailers at the Xbox Game Showcase. Street Fighter VI hits one million copies sold and more. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show over live right now on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and, of course, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. You can write in over on kindoffunny.com slash kindoffunnygamesdaily, KFGD as we call it. You can put your questions in there about the daily video game news and questions and stuff like that. Then, of course, you're watching live. When you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and listening on podcast services around... 
the globe. Of course, if you like this show and think it's awesome, you should go that extra mile. Please head on over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can get each and every episode of Kinda Funny Games Daily ad-free. You can support us to keep the lights and mics on. Of course, you can get daily shows like Greg Way, weekly shows, uh, monthly shows, you name it. There's dozens and dozens of exclusive episodes of content like Kind of Feudy over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. I digress. If you're going to get the show for free, no big deal. Why don't you help us out? Like, subscribe, share, leave a review. And, of course, use our epic creator code Kind of Funny when you're checking out in the Epic Game Store or buying Fortnite, Rocket League, or whatever on the console of choice. Housekeeping for you. There's a brand new episode of The Blessing Show out tomorrow. That's right. We, got, we delayed it. It's out tomorrow now, 11 a.m., right after Kind of Funny Games Daily. It is right after Kind of Funny Games Daily. It is a fantastic episode of The Blessing Show that I'm not going to ruin for you here. But you know, Blessing doesn't miss. Uh, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games after tomorrow's episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily at 11 a.m. Uh, of course, only on YouTube after the live stream. Uh, you can hang out with us, of course, on YouTube and Twitch after we finish up Kind of Funny Games Daily to bridge that little gap uh, as we go into what's going to be the stream team. Uh, hang out with us and get your super Super Chats read in a 30-minute post show hosted by Snow Bike Mike. Of course, like I said, on YouTube, on Twitch, uh, after Games Daily. So if you're listening to a Games Daily later on, you got to come check out the YouTube video. Over on Patreon right now, there's a brand new episode of the Next Gen Podcast up, and we want to thank our Patreon producers for making it happen, Casey Andrew, Delaney Twining, and James Hastings. Today we're brought to you by Amazon, Shady Rays, and BetterHelp. We'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. You are thunderous today, Kevin, and I appreciate it. Kevin, did you have a good weekend? I had a great weekend. Very quiet. Did you play any games? Oh, my God. I Tears of the game, my eyes fall out. Sure, sure, my, sure, sure. My butt hurts from, like, laying on the couch too much. Yeah. 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 Am I too yeah. loud on the... The dude to dudes were, this is a great speaking okay. volume for you. Yeah, those are very yeah, yeah. demanding dudes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, like, it's suppressed us. Life. Like, oh, God, what's happening? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Good Lord. Uh, number one on the Roper Report, Microsoft promises no full CG trailers for the Xbox Showcase first-party games. This is Wesley in pool at IGN.com. We know it. Microsoft has told Xbox fans not to expect a CGI fest when it comes to first-party games at its upcoming showcase. Xbox marketing chief Aaron Greenberg said in a tweet, quote, None of our first-party games in the show are full CG trailers. Everything is either in-game footage, in-engine footage, or in-game footage with some cinematics. Each of our trailers will be labeled so it's hopefully clear to our fans, end quote. Fans have criticized both Microsoft and Sony for showcase events that had little gameplay, such as May's PlayStation Showcase that mostly featured CG across its many reveals. The Xbox Game Showcase and Starfield Direct will run for around two hours, Greenberg revealed, uh, and feature video games only. Quote, can confirm there will be no movie or TV show trailers in our game show, end quote, he added. Greenberg also said Microsoft will not commit to a 12-month release deadline for games shown during its showcase. Mark Bozon. Yes. Games industry executive. Yes. You know a thing or two about putting together a showcase, yep. coming out and having games. How hard is it to walk that line of CG versus in-game footage versus we want to announce but we can't show the game and blah, 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 blah? Yeah, yeah, it's a little, and I think we saw it with even Metal Gear Solid, right, from, yep. from the Sony, Sony PlayStation Showcase. Um, it's tough, right? Like, you want to sell the dream, and you want to sell what this game's going to be all about, and sort of, like, you're giving everybody the 10-second the pitch of, like, what this thing could be, right? Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, we want to see gameplay, right? I mean, 
yes, any studio out there can can put in like an incredible CG um, you know trailer and make something look awesome. But like, if we want to do that, we have a lot of areas where we can just have passive entertainment. Like, I want to see gameplay, and that's the thing that's most important to me. Like, when you get a really really cool trailer and it's building and it's building and it's building, and you're like, oh, Splash we're not gonna get gameplay. Yeah, you get nothing. Right, exactly. Um, that's that's brutal. Like, I want gameplay in, in my trailer. So for sure, yeah, I think it's super important. You sell the game, sell what I'm actually gonna be playing. Like, there's a million games out there. There's so much content. Everything's vying for your attention. It's not enough to be like, hey, we made a really cool CG trailer. I'm like, great, that's awesome. But what am I playing? Especially, I feel, for Xbox with this showcase, right? Like, yep. uh, they are down right now. People need a win if they're an Xbox uh, yep. fan. And just in general, Xbox in general, I think, needs a win after Redfall, after the delays, for after, sure. of course, having to call out this 12-month thing. Because last time around, they said all yep. these games would be 12 months, and they weren't all 12 months. You feel for them, and you hope for them. And, again, I think they're saying the right things here. I think that I, I still firmly believe that the Xbox team, Phil and Aaron and Sarah and et cetera, I don't want to yep. name everybody right, understand their audience and understand what they need to do. I'm excited to see them eventually deliver on it, but I want that day to be here already. Yeah. I watching from the sidelines for so long and it's been so difficult not to just like get on and yap and tweet about yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. Like I think I know Sony's cooking right now. I know Nintendo will always have their lane. I really think Xbox is in just an absolutely incredible position. Yeah. Like they built out that tech. Like they they're there with game streaming. They're there with Game Pass, which is phenomenal. Like of course. they have all they have all the pieces they need, but at the end of the day, the thing we care most about are the games, right? So yeah. I want to see what they deliver on the games front, but they are in a perfect position. They've been acquiring studios. They're in a in a fantastic spot right now. So really I just want to see what I'm playing next. From you know, your side of the industry, right? Being able to be behind the scenes and see all that stuff. Do you feel for them in a different way? Like, you know, I mean, the Redfall thing was interesting. Obviously, yeah, Phil came on, one. took it on the channel, the X-Cast, and then, what, weeks later, we saw the, I think, Trier report last week yeah. that was like, yo, behind the scenes, this game's been problem forever and things yeah. like that. Yeah, and I don't want to speak for that dev team. Of course but when I Of course, when I look and see the game that they're making, I go, you have a wheelhouse. This, to me, feels like it was almost chasing an industry trend, which I think is the most important thing out of, and that's what I think indie games have taught us incredibly well, is like, Go after the thing that you're amazing at. Like yeah. build towards the builds toward, towards your strengths, right? We see trend chasing all the time. I, I, I we have Fortnite. I don't need another Fortnite, yep. right? Like we have um, you know, Back for Blood and Left for Dead. Like we don't really need more of those unless you're doing something super original and new. Um, like foam stars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I like stick to I think your strengths, right? So I it's for whatever reason that game went through the issues that it went through. Um, I still think like it's an incredible studio. They have amazing talent there towards your strengths and if that's the game you want to make cool what are you doing different and let's make sure we give it the time it needs before it comes out you're coming from you know at least your last two resume jobs here apple and disney some big companies right yeah is that a message that's getting through or are people do you have to make these mistakes to then learn that or and i know i'm not asking you to speak about your former employees no it's 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 tricky i mean apple arcade is a perfect example i think there's almost 300 or there are 300 games out on that platform you have that situation where you're like, we need games at certain beats. And you're in that, and no matter if it's Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, whatever, you have games, you're like, we need games for our release calendar. We need stuff that hits. I'm sure, for an example of Diablo, to take it away from Apple for a second, um, Diablo, there's some cool endgame stuff. There's actually a lot that I want to see still in that game. I am sure there are huge lists of all the features that they're going to put course. in that game. The devs, at the end of the day, will work on it forever. You have time, money, quality as your triangle, and you can't have all of them all at full maximum. So yeah. you have to hit your game. You have to hit your dates. You have to get your game out. You have to make it as best in class as possible, but it's always a balance. And then when you look at platform holders, they're looking at it from this crazy meta view of we have 30, 40, 50 studios or all these games we have all we have all no no you're fine but it's i want to make sure since you're getting you're getting by the end i'm doing the thing here play the room we got all this space 
lifeboat. I can't believe I, I can't believe This place is incredible, by the way. If you need help, I've got the address. We can break in and check it out later. Um, <laughs> you, you are balancing all of these different games and all these different release dates and the quality bars of all of them. It is not easy. Yeah. My heart goes out to any, any dev that doesn't have the time to make the game or any platform that's like, you know, we wish we could give it another month or X more budget, and we just can't because you just have to get games out at a certain point. Yeah. But it is definitely, it's always a tug of war for sure. You know, I love... Uh, you know this about me, and I, I would like to imagine most people listening or watching you. I love talking to devs, and I love when devs are allowed to talk. For sure. And it, not, it just sounds like shameless self-promotion, because it kind of is, but it also is the fact that Snowbike Mike is a great interviewer, and he, we've seen him come into, really come yep. into his own if you're not paying attention on the X-Cast and what he does. Obviously, the Phil Spencer one got so many headlines and so much news. He just had a great one with uh, Rod Ferguson, and it was the X-Cast that he recorded literally the day the embargo lifted for reviews with him. Yeah. And Rod was in there, and he was talking about the fact that, like, What's great about Diablo 4 is the fact that, yes, there's so much that was left on the cutting room floor of features, ideas, and sure. usually have to go, all right, well, the next game, maybe we shrink the idea, it becomes a DLC. He's like, with this as a service, that can be a season. We can try it in a season, and if it doesn't work, retool it, come back a few seasons later. We can do all these different things. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool to 100%, hear. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's tough because every developer and every publisher wants to have the biggest game in the world right now. Like, that's the goal, but yeah. it's, it, there's only so much time in the day and so many, like there are a million games out there to play, right? It's never, there's never been this much choice. So it is this delicate balance of like, we have to put something out that's best in class and build this gigantic roadmap. But if all we do is promise a roadmap and then the players don't show up, now are you on the hook to build the entire roadmap and all that stuff? Like it gets messy. So yeah, I mean, getting a best in class game out first and foremost, and then if it hits and you hope it hits, make sure you're ready with just an insane amount of content on the back end. Right. Yeah. Uh, back to Xbox and this, you're talking yeah, about, yep. you know, having to watch on the sidelines to keep your mouth shut. Of yeah. course, you know what I mean? You want to keep a job going. Yep. Are, are you, how do you look at their race with PlayStation? Do you think they're, they are in the same race? Do you think that's something that, that actually can happen, can change, whatever? Or is it go just going to be that Xbox is going to make themselves the best Xbox they can and the audience will come? Yeah. Or be there, stay, whatever you want to say. It's, it's been a little crazy, right? I think, like, the edge that PlayStation has had and kind of has always had is that incredible first party. Yeah. Like, they, they have the amazing first party games. A lot of times they're single player games, though they're branching out now. Um, I feel like Microsoft is building a pretty crazy ecosystem. And it is interesting, like, all the always online, a lot of stuff we heard essentially at the beginning of, like, last, last gen stuff. Xbox One. Um, yeah, it was like, we're going to be always online. We're going to make it where you're always connected to your game. We're constantly updating everything. And there was a huge revolt for a lot of that stuff. At the end of the day, a lot of that's come to fruition. Sure. And I think the ecosystem that's being built by Microsoft is, is crazy strong. Like, they are in a really, really great place, and now they just have to get the games out there. Whereas I think Sony is in a place where, I mean, I'm not to spoil a story coming up. Sony's out there, they're building on their infrastructure, and they're building a lot of those systems. Um, they're still having their acquisitions on their side as well. But for me, they have some incredible games you can only get on their platform. Xbox wants to be Xbox, whether Xbox means your television that's got some guts inside of it, a yeah, console yeah. you play on, PC, whatever. So I think from an ecosystem, they're in a really interesting place. But they are, they're obviously competing for the same thing, but doing it in two very different ways. So it's fun to watch. And then for you, a disruptor, I would say, the industry. Where do yep. you think an Apple falls and Netflix fall? Are they able to come in and yeah. challenge PlayStation Xbox? Or again, is that their own race they're running? I think they're going to be whatever they want to pot commit and, and actually be. Right. Um, I think Apple Arcade was a perfect example the hundred games that launched were very boutique, very indie style. A lot of stuff that you you didn't see showing up right away on Nintendo or other platforms yeah. early on. Um, that brings in a certain amount of people. Well, what happens when you want to grow it? What types of games are you putting on the platform? And if you want to go bigger and bigger, they're going to have to invest and decide they want to do that. Yeah. Netflix is in a really interesting position. They're scooping up, I think, some incredible studios. Night School, like Night School, my yeah, Night School's on. amazing, right? Yeah. Um, so there's some amazing studios there that they're partnering with. Their interesting one is they're going to have an incredible game catalog and no home platform. Like, unless they go game streaming, for example, 
where do you play all these amazing games, right? So that's a really challenging one for them too. But for anybody that's, and same thing, Amazon Luna doing everything they're doing of on the game streaming side, like there's a lot of players in the space, but you really have to pot commit and try to win the hearts and minds of gamers. And that's all comes thing, down to the game. There are so many players, but there are, so many of them are playing their own game. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. you really, when we talk about it and you're like, oh man, Xbox versus PlayStation, and they're not doing, but then it's, well, Nintendo's doing, they're running away and doing their own thing, they're obviously. Yeah, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, and then, but yeah. then it's like, oh, these things, and I keep waiting for, you know, we're getting closer to Netflix being like, guess what? The games are on the Netflix app on your TV. Yeah. Use your phone as a controller or Bluetooth sync or whatever, and you're yep. going to be, and it's going to be interesting when they do that. And my mom, who uses Netflix every day, but doesn't think of it as a game service, yeah. understands she has that too. Yeah. And then the interesting thing will be, well, you've got some incredible studios. They're going for hearts and minds. Night School Studios is a perfect example, right? Yeah. Um, well, as soon as you get it somewhere where it's a platform like a television that can have just limitless amounts of people playing, what types of games are they going to play? Yeah. Like, do you need to go with like solitaire, super casual stuff to appeal to those folks? Or are you okay being like, these are gamers games. We're going to take a slice from the gamer pie. Yeah. It's interesting. It is interesting. And we'll be watching it on kind of funny games daily to see what happens. Uh, number two on the Roper report, street fighter six hits over 1 million players during opening weekend. This again is Wesley Yin pool at IGN.com. If Wesley's got another one on here, we're gonna have to change the name of the show to Wesley Yin Pool Games Daily. Start paying a stipend. Uh, Street Fighter VI has reached over one million players across its opening weekend. Capcom announced on the official Japanese Street Fighter Twitter account. The fighting game launched on June 2nd to critical acclaim, with IGN's nine out of ten review calling it a knockout, and plenty of players seem to be enjoying it too. With the launch of Street Fighter VI, the series has sold over 50 million copies, and Capcom celebrated this achievement by gifting all players the quote-unquote just-picked-up Street Fighter VI profile title. Street Fighter VI also got off to a strong start on PC, where it became Steam's most-played fighting game of all time by concurrent player count, beating out the likes of Mortal Kombat 11, Tekken 7, and its predecessor, Street Fighter V, on Valve's platform. Bose, you playing Street Fighter? Yeah, I played about uh, an hour and a half, two hours of it, yeah. Just kind of kicking around. You just won it. You just beat it. You're yeah, like, yeah, I'm I'm like hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I know what it can touch you. That is, man. That's a weird. It is a really cool game. It is a weird game with like World Tour and the yeah, hub, and then like off to the side is like, oh, this is Street Fighter. Like, yeah, yeah, Street yeah, Fighter yeah. again. I'm like, I'm 96 years old. So like, <laughs> as a as like Street Fighter, I think of it right. Um, so that's really interesting. So to me, that tells me. They're really trying to play towards their community, obviously, with, like, the Battle Hub front and center, right? The World Tour thing is awesome. My favorite Street Fighter game is Alpha 3. So, like, that's got a World Tour mode. This is a big, crazy, weird World Tour mode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the core fighting is, like, super dope. This feels to me, I don't know, whatever, I might get some hate, whatever, you can you can find me. Like, um, Street Fighter 5 to me felt like 4.5. It was, it was basically the same universe as 4 moving in, right? Yeah. Like, you're like, cool, yeah, this is a really, really similar game. This to me is like, all right, we're doing some big, heavy swings on weird stuff. Um, and that's what I like. That's what I like. I like Third Strike. Third Strike, a lot of people, you know, weren't crazy about Street Fighter 3 originally. Third Strike came out, all of a sudden everyone's freaking out about it, right? Um, I like when it's a little weird. And yeah. this game's like a little weird. And I kinda I kinda dig that. Yeah. Well, that's always the hard thing to walk, right? Yeah. Like how do you as you get into these iterative sequels, right? Iterative sequels. Yep. How do you do it where you're able to bring in new players you're able to bring in new ideas but not alienate people and put in something like tripping and drive everyone crazy right yeah 100 right uh well for when you're seeing that and when you're working with developers and stuff who are working on sequels or talking to somebody who's doing something you maybe even iterating yeah. an idea they've had before yeah. how hard how hard is that a line to walk i mean that it's it's very similar weirdly to this redfall conversation of like oh, yeah? you're like well the community is expecting this or fans who play this certain genre are expecting this if we want to get funky that's cool but if you go too funky 
all of a sudden are you going to get people excited or playing it or not, right? So I think this is the right move for sure for Street Fighter Six. Like, absolutely. The core gameplay is super cool. Sure. But, like, I think it's called the Drive System. I'm still pretty early on it. But um, that, that system, really, really cool. But then they're just like, you know what? We've got the core one-on-one fighting ready to go. Let's get crazy and put, like, Final Fight in our online hub. So I can just, like, walk over to a cabinet and play that. Or, like, I'm going to go into World Tour mode and, like, collect every single, you know, um, attack that's in the game and just, like, make the weirdest, craziest character. So... I think it's the right time to do things like that in the in the series. I know you have to be careful about it. Um, another one I'm watching really close to like take take the Capcom and spin it to Indies is Hades. I think yeah. it'd be really interesting to see what Supergiant does with Hades too. They don't do sequels. Uh-huh. So what do you do with a sequel to a game that I mean that's one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. Um, what do you do with a game like that? Do you stick super close to the roots because people love Hades and know Hades? Or do you go a little crazy in a couple areas? Like, I bet I, they go a little crazy in a couple I, areas. I, I think right? they can't help themselves, right? And it's that idea where I think, you know, you talk about why sequels matter why putting the new the number going up on the end of your title matters and it is that idea of how much buzz a game gets from a fan base that maybe then oh well you know hades they heard a lot about yep diablo 3 you've heard about for 10 years and so old game is old for a lot of people but you know people loved it and this is the thing and it was great when it came to console and yada yada but you got a playstation 5 and that's where you start you hear all this stuff and you get something like diablo 4 right you get something like street fighter 6 and it's a new entry point that is bringing in modern sensibilities to a game so for hades it's the exact same thing of the game of the year awards this that and the other everything that's all the deserved praise that's been allotted on super giant's shoulders to then have them i think hades 2 is going to be huge and i can't wait to see yeah what they do to switch it up yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be awesome. I think another thing I wanted to touch on then pick from that I really like what you brought up, right, is the idea of Street Fighter Six World Tour mode. Go collect the moves. Let's get weird. Let's do that kind totally. of thing. I think that's so interesting that that kind of, not gameplay, but I guess gameplay, right, game mechanic mm-hmm. is still getting into these systems in such uh, a modern era. I think of WWE, right? Yeah. You and me are huge WWE fans. We are, you know, we, we used to always go to cover the old games and blah blah blah. But we share stories, and it's like, I remember for me and you know, No Mercy, how much fun it was to play through everything, to unlock everything, to go get the Undertaker's purple yeah. outfit. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, to yeah. do all that stuff and like bring out those ideas and those things. So even now in like 2K, where it is, we'll go through you know the showcase mode to get this thing, to yeah. get the specific stuff, like to unlock different things in the game to go, make it more than just a fighting game, right? It can be a world that if you're a fighting game fan, if you're a Street Fighter fan, you can live in and do all this stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Are you a, like a WWE shill now? I heard you're a WWE superstar. I am a WWE also, superstar. Two a time, shill? I am Two-time WF. BYWF. Two-time BYWF yeah, double champion. Of Everyone course, I'm added to the game on Friday in WWE. Everybody, you get ready to get me in my faction. Now, I don't want to hijack, but are you going to play AW Fight Forever? Or is that yeah, what you're not allowed to play? That I game? saw that. I saw that kind of shit out there. You know what I mean? It's there's always so many different fun angles to yeah, who yeah. Greg Miller is and how you know him. Yeah, yeah. But I did see some kind of debate of like, oh, oh I no, wonder, you can't play. I wonder if Greg, you think I would sign a contract with anybody that was like, yeah. yo, you can come do whatever, but you can't talk about AEW. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. fucking stoked. Uh, yeah. A spiritual successor yeah. to No Mercy. Yeah, yeah. You know, Kenny Omega, a fan like us, yes. being like, yo, yes. I'm going to get behind this and challenge Ukes and do all this stuff. Ukes, yep. of course. Yeah. Out yep. from underneath the 2K and the WWE thing. Yep. What are they going to go do? I yep. can't fucking wait. And I don't even know if they did. I know early on during the pitch process of that game, like, it was floating around a whole bunch they were talking about not only is it used but they're trying to bring back a few of the folks from, from aki or whatever yeah, yeah. i don't know if that happened i'd have to check yeah that I, that, I, I got confused I when i was before playing. i went live yeah exactly um, i know right. but uh the fact that they're trying to bring a game out that's got the soul of that original yeah it's really cool too, and that's right? my thing about it where it's like you know i am so much like you i think and you, you and me have so such a passion for games where it's like i love to see people swing the bat i love to see totally. people come out and like i'm gonna make a game 
that isn't trying to be X. Yep. And from the announcement of them, hey, we're doing AEW and we are we're doing the AEW game. We want to make it like No Mercy but modern. I was like, that looks and feels away in my head. Yeah. And when they dropped that first gameplay footage, I was like, holy shit, they're doing they it. Are, this literally. is what you think No Mercy looks like. And then yep. to see people come out and bag on it, oh, it doesn't, look, it doesn't. And it's like they, I, I have seen nothing but transparency from them of like, yeah. literally in interviews. Omega's like. Yo, it's not going to look like WWE. That game's yeah, stunning. Yeah, we are not yeah. going to look like that. We are not going to be that. They teased a piece of box art that looked like an N64 cartridge. Yeah. Like, they, you, they're wearing it on their sleeves, right? 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, that game looks amazing. Like, And, and play, the latest incarnation of WWE was awesome, too. Like, we're finally in a place where I feel like I don't have to, like, sit in a dark corner of my room and play Fire Pro and be like, I like, I like this version, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's stuff out there that's that's fun to play for us, too. Oh, you're, you're, you're blowing up. You, Hold on. Hold on. My, my YouTube? Live. Are you watching yourself? I'm, it's. I don't know what this is. It's just a it's thing some, here. It's some video. <laughs> some podcast. His iPhone became sentient. If it put itself on the Apple announcement, uh, that would be that, incredible. That's <laughs> WWE calling me. It's Triple H being like, Greg Miller, you cannot talk. You actually did Greg, not read uh, the contract. What's your problem? Uh? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait for it. I don't AEW. remember what we were talking about. No, we were talking about games, man. We were talking about fighting games. So it kind of uh, nets out there. We're right? segueing beautifully, actually, into the next one, by the way. My final thing on AEW want, Fight Forever, right, yeah, is yeah. that I think it looks fun. Yeah. That's my thing. It's like, uh, it, I think it's going to be probably, and I hope I'm wrong, I think it's going to be probably a bare bones, like, what you can do in it. But if yeah. the gameplay is fun, if it looks like this, and they got barbed wire, like, yeah, cool, yep. let's go. It's your first, that's another one out there with what modes are going to be in it, how much customization. It's your first game. There's yeah. so much to get done. And, like, all the legality of, Ukes doesn't want to come out and put this game out, and then all of a sudden WWE is calling them being like, cool engine. That was our engine. Yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. cool UI layout. That's our lay UI yeah. layout. Yep, like, yep, yep, yep. let's talk about it. Like, so they had to hit the reset button, and like, I that think this, if this is awesome core gameplay that has you begging for more, mission accomplished. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three, transitioning perfectly with a Greg way. WWE announces a multi-year partnership with Twitch. This is Land Pets over at GameSpot.com. We are sorry. Wesley Yinpool, you are not pitching the perfect game anymore. Uh, WWE has had a weird relationship with Twitch over the years. After not allowing its talent to participate on streams, the company reversed that decision last year during WrestleMania weekend. It removed past restrictions on wrestlers' use of third-party platforms, including Twitch and Cameo. Now, WWE is all in with partnering with the streaming platform in a multi-year deal. On Monday, WWE announced it's officially partnering with Twitch, which will see the return of the official WWE channel and popular WWE superstar challenges or channels. Uh, in the statement, WWE announced it will debut a new companion stream to Monday Night Raw, taking fans quote-unquote behind the scenes and closer to the in-ring action. These streams will be hosted by a rotating cast of hosts and will regularly feature appearances by WWE performers and focus on, quote, unique and exclusive content such as backstage interviews and more. Viewers can stream the sidecast live every Monday beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern on a browser by going to the WWE channel or the Twitch app itself. Additionally, the, w the official WWE channel will be home to other live productions and will serve as an alternate live streaming feed for all of WWE's premium live event post-match press conferences, similar to what New Japan and AEW do with their NJPW World and YouTube channels respect respect respectfully. I don't know what happened there. I started getting ahead of myself in the words. We're stopping. The original Twitch ban came after a number of controversies involving wrestlers ranging from dropping racial slurs while playing Call of Duty to them randomly revealing widespread health issues throughout the <laughs> locker room. WWE had attempted its own cameo-style format during WrestleMania, but soon dropped plans for that rollout, which led to some instant classic moments with The Undertaker. Is Tout not still around? 
No, Tout. Oh, we can't Tout it. We can't I thought you were live on Tout. I thought Tout was that little Yeah, exactly. That that's work. the Tout over there. Yeah, 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 yeah 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, got yeah, one yeah. viewer and it's me. Yeah. Or it's your phone that just yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's a big show popping <laughs> back up on Tout or whatever. Good. Great. Yeah. You know, I, I think this is a weird move when WWE is like, no, you can't do this anymore. Dude. You saw all the wrestlers change their handles to their real names yep. so they could do whatever. They, they could yep. try to get around it or whatever. Like, it's... Such, I mean, and I can't even begin to fathom what it's like to run a WWE, right? But I remember at IGN, you know what I mean? When we started doing uh, Game Over Greggy, when yeah. I started doing Game Over Greggy, which would become kind of funny, there was a bristle of like doing stuff outside of work on your own when your personality and hosting skills are what you're, they're making money off of yeah. what they hire you to do. Yeah. And so it is a slippery slope, I get, but I really think that turning it off and capping it only hurts everything. 100%. Like it's, I don't think anybody's going to go out and because this is so hard to do. I don't think anybody with the exception, maybe of probably like woods would be able to go out there and be like, you know, I'm starting my own thing and this is what it's going to be. And I'm going to make enough of a living that I'm going to leave the wrestling behind and do these kind of like this only augments. And now granted, if somebody's dropping a racial slur, you got a big problem. If somebody's telling the backstage secrets or something, that's a big problem. Yeah. There, it's a slippery slope and hard to do, but this only benefits everybody. You're also having to walk that line. Like these are independent contractors yep. as set up. But you're also not allowed to go out and do whatever you want. So this really, I think, helps. This is great, like for the boys, right? It's it's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's awesome for everybody to have this as a revenue stream. If they're going to be using their actual characters, I'm actually curious if I can throw a question your way. Sure. Do you want to see this as like, yeah, you got Austin Creed, Xavier Woods out there playing as him? Is it him as his character? Do you want like literal storylines showing up on Twitch? Or are you like, dude? Save that for the programming. I want to see him like game it up and play stuff in his spare time because you can you can play that a lot of different ways, and it'll be interesting to see how much like WWE creative yeah. goes into this, yeah. or if they're just like we worked out the deal, we got the payment on the back end, you're good, stream, go kill it, do your thing. I mean, I feel like what they're talking about here is going to be somewhere in between. Yeah, where you're talking about a behind the scenes and closer to the in ring action companion stream to Monday Night Raw for sure on that one. Yeah, so it's yeah. like okay, cool. This is running alongside Raw. So you're watching Raw and you have this there, and then yeah. you assume it's going to be like basically like what we like. They used to do the watch along streams that I was on. That's where I met yeah. Pac McAfee at yeah. WrestleMania in New York, right? Which yeah. was like, hey, it's just us back here chilling, and it was really cool. Of like, they're they, you know you, they jokingly be in character, but then it would be like, oh, that was a great move or this, that, and the other. Oh yeah, my god, yeah, like yeah. Yeah. that I think is way more value than. Having yep. it's it's Woods wrestling and Kofi's back there in character, right? Like, right no, no, no. Yeah. Like, don't worry about pushing the angle. Like, talk about what's happening. Go that For way. Because sure. again, if you're this dialed into being a fan, I think you want like, okay, cool. I want the backstage access. I want the broken skull session, right? That yep. you're getting, or even what we do on this is awesome. Peacock, what up? You know what I mean? Greg Miller, I want to pitch you on an idea. We had we had WWE Chris Hour too. Never came out. No. We're in development hell. It's yeah. still coming out someday eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, you got the twenty four seven belt. We yeah. threw it in the trash. We missed. We're close to throwing it in the trash. Yeah, yeah. The idea was to throw it in the trash, right? In that segment. Um, we should stick a camera on the 24-7 belt. We should literally put a live feed on the 24-7 belt. So that if someone's like walking around, come on, right? Come on. It's Guys, good, but like what about when it's just send the check so, wherever the studio is? You know, our truth yeah. sleeping and it's just a <laughs> shot coming off of that or in his it's going through the x-ray at the airport or Yeah, whatever. I mean that's the fun. If we had a camera we could pull out, just do it like set you know, set it here and get that upshot of like brushing your teeth over the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I mean, why not, right? We're in a twenty four seven. That'd be a fun world. bit. Like I mean, yeah, if you right, did it like you know right, what I mean? Yeah, for WrestleMania yeah, weekend it's yeah. on the whole Stick time. Stick that camera on that title, man. First title with the live stream always on. You gotta walk around the sign all the time. Like I am live. Be careful what you say. Do not say anything about it. Just walk around with a stack of waivers in your backpack. I'm more insulted. That I can get approached about being a part of this WWE Twitch yeah. channel. They're not announcing yeah, hosts, yeah, so yeah. whatever. But okay. like, come on, I, I, I talk too much been, about AEW again. Every time I'm backstage, I tell them how stupid they are for not doing a reaction to the pay per views. Yeah, and I'm like, let oh us do God. it. Let us watch it and hang out here. And that's what. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. As every wrestler at every pay per view, you know. So send us some superstars. We'll hang out and talk to them. Dude, yeah, you got WWE a listen. Come on, send them over. 
It's a great idea. You know what else is a great idea? Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny, of course, you can get dozens and dozens of monthly episodes exclusive. That's right. Shows you get nowhere else like Kind of Feudy, the next gen podcast, and your daily dose of Greg Way. Of course, over there, you could toss us a few bucks, though, and help keep the mics and lights on. Maybe get some exclusive merch, get your name read. But most importantly, for right now, you can get the show ad free. But you're not on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. So here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Amazon and Summer Game Fest. We are in an absolutely stacked year of video game releases, and you can find all of them on Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest. I hope that you found a spare few hundred hours to play all the amazing games that have come out this year already. Gamers have been eating good this year, but this is the only place you want to be amazon.com slash summer game fest because guess what this summer there's gonna be even more exciting announcements coming through of so many more video games that are about to be on all of your favorite consoles like final fantasy 16 armored core 6 diablo 4 street fighter 6 mortal kombat 1 exo primal assassin's creed mirage <gasps> the list goes on and on you can go to amazon.com slash summer game fest all summer long to discover the top new and upcoming games as soon as they go up for pre-order or you can go check out the website now for everything you might have missed so far this year again that's amazon.com slash summer game fest for all of your video game needs shout out to shady rays for sponsoring this episode do you want to look as cool as i look Yes, you do, and you can. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an unbeatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked you can wear your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase exclusively for you listeners shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season you can go to shadyrays.com and use the code kind of funny you can get 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses you can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people promo code kind of funny at shadyrays.com this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know this from experience, how often it just seems easier to care about others and to keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my very best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash funny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash funny. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Story number four. Grasshopper manufacturer says, quote, something's gonna happen (laughs) on June 15th. Jesus, talking like the Joker. Uh, This is Chris Scullion over at VGC. Grasshopper Manufacturer is seemingly counting down to announcement on June 15th. The No More Heroes and Killer Is Dead studio, led by Suda51, has been counting down to something for a while on its 25th anniversary website. The countdown was initially set up on March 29th, the date of the studio's 25th anniversary, and was originally counting down to June 10th. However, as spotted by Twitter user Noble, uh, the countdown appears to have updated and now counts down to June 15th. The countdown doesn't appear to coincide with any of the numerous summer game presentations due to be held over the coming days. The closest is the RGG Summit Summer 2023, a showcase to be held by Yakuza developer uh, RGG, uh, which starts an hour before the countdown runs out. The studio's last game was No More Heroes 3, which was released on Switch in August 2021 before being ported to PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, all the Xboxes, and PC in October 2022. Back in May 2022, Grasshopper founder Suda51 said he wanted to show the studio's next game by the end of that year, but conceded that it may have to wait until 2023. What's it going to be, Bose? I think uh, it's just going to start to be a counter counting up. <laughs> it gets down, just, like, counts keep, up. They just keep changing it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I love No More Heroes. I know they're kind of like done with that. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, everything that Suda does is just insane. That dude is is fantastic. Whether you like it or don't like it, I always yeah. respect it. I'm always like, you know what? This is cool that you have this vision. Yeah. You got this game made. Yeah, I feel like he was a flag bearer for like the weird indie one hundred stuff, right? Um, so that'll be that'll be fantastic. Whatever it ends up being, for sure. Um, but yeah, I do like the idea that just the website continuously, maybe they change the background color and then they reset the clock to being like another 20 days or something yeah, yeah. to keep us hanging. It's like, it's just off-putting right now. If you're an audio listener, it's just this like, <laughs> this puke green with then a, like a dark pink, something's going to happen and then yeah. just counting down. It's like, all right, well. It's, it's fantastic. Good Lord. I, I hope it doesn't, don't, don't gas Gotham or whatever it's going to be. I don't know. I will say one quick thing because there, there's a whole lot here on this story. Yeah, what are you going to say? Um, uh, so No More Heroes 3, I think it's a perfect example of this, and it, this is a topic that's one of these sitting there listening for years being like, man, I wish I could get out there and say one thing. Yeah. I'll say it, and I'll say it really quickly. Any of these games that pop up that are like console exclusive, when you've got something like a Bayonetta, or in this case, No More Heroes 3, any of these games where you're like, man, I love that game, it was multi-platform, or this developer took a shot on it, and it went away for a while, and now it's back. And then you get, you get all the people showing love for it, and then you get everybody else, why isn't this on this platform? Why is it an exclusive here? Why is it a timed exclusive here? I'm sure that has been said time and time again, but I'll say it like this is people taking a chance on a game you love. It's people placing bets with their money on a, on a game or a series or a franchise that is like important to that platform holder. So um, I think that's a great one as, as I look at suit and I think about like the no, no more heroes journey, like no more heroes three, like, yeah, it was a switch exclusive and I'm sure Nintendo ponied up some cash for it. Probably not as much as Bayonetta, but the fact that we got it is awesome, right? So anytime we see that, this just one out there. If you're if you're a fan, be cool to each other. Be cool to the devs. Like it's hard enough getting a game out there. The fact that it exists is fantastic. So when we have situations like that where they're exclusive, it's probably exclusive for a reason. Unless it's like the next Call of Duty is only on Xbox. That's all right. Story, they rolled yeah. out the Brinks truck. Like what you know, no one. Yeah, that's yeah, nobody's yeah. passion project. Like fine, but but yeah. So. Yeah, the business side I think gets lost in a lot of 
the fans, Vi- yeah. video gamers, I'll say, I'll not fans. So no, no, I'm on this one quite a bit all the time, right? Because there are the realities. There are the yep. dollars and cents of, like, no one's doing this, sadly, just to put out art. They're doing it because yep. it's a business. And like you say, it's a bet of, like, what are you going to do yeah, and how are you going to do it? Yeah. And so when you see something like that, you know, I was uh, jokingly responded to Victor Lucas from Electric Playground today where he was uh, – why doesn't the Switch have a Spider-Man game? Not, I mean, he knows the answer, but he's like, Spider-Man's his biggest hero. It should be on Switch. It should be everybody. Yeah. And I responded with uh, Ultimate Alliance 3, and I was like, all right, eye for an eye. Put yeah. this multi-platform, and then, yep. you know what I mean? And it's that idea of, like, obviously for Spider-Man, Sony threw a bunch of money behind that and got into it. And obviously for Ultimate Alliance 3, Nintendo did the same. Yeah, of like, of you know what? Let's partner up and get this thing done. And that what you're getting there is that Video games are expensive to make, yep. and the returns aren't guaranteed. Yeah. So, of course, you're going to see deals like this, whether we're talking about exclusive games, whether we're talking about exclusive Xbox Game Pass, uh, PlayStation Plus, you name it, right? Yeah. An Epic Game Store freebie. Yeah. Like, or uh, Game Store Epic over Steam. Like, yeah. the idea is that people are trying to figure out ways to make what they want to make and get paid for it and not have to lose their livelihoods for yeah. it. So, I got to say, it is, I think, especially with all the crazy layoff stuff happening, it is a fantastic time for new studios to pop up. There is a lot of money floating around out there, a lot of platforms, and a lot of people wanting to get skin in the game. So in that sense, I think we will see a huge boom of innovation. But with that comes a lot of those like, hey, we're going to take a chance, but to do it, we signed with X people, and we're going to be over here for the next year or two. It's just the way it goes, right? And it's what we always talk about, right? I think, you know, the you used to be applauded, I think, when you talked about when Cuphead originally happened. And it was, oh, man, they mortgaged their house to make that. What a horrifying statement no to say. No kidding. I don't want any. I, if you can go get the Xbox Game Pass money and it's, I got to turn on my Xbox, good for you. Totally. Whatever. Totally. I don't care. Yeah. Not only that, you go and you play it. And everybody's like, well, this is cool, but it's only boss fights. And they're like, well, this is like our ramen money. Like we're, we're doing half seasoning packets and half noodles because we're trying to make this game. Right. So it, it, 100%. Right. It's it. You ha- you need either somebody to back you or you're putting you're going all in on an, an idea and a dream, right? Yeah, and that's that's tricky. Number five seems like maybe uh, PlayStation won't be going all in on the cloud. Uh, Sony CEO warns technical issues still remain for cloud gaming. This is Jordan Midler of VGC. Uh, Sony's chief executive uh, Ken Riccio. Uh, Kenichi Ryo, uh, Yoshida, has warned that technical issues remain with cloud-based gaming, calling the technology, quote, very tricky. In an interview with the Financial Times, Yoshida mentioned that Sony would look to use various options in the future for streaming PlayStation titles over the internet. Quote, I think I think cloud itself is an amazing business model, but when it comes to games, the technical difficulties are high, said Yoshida, citing latency, which refers to the time it takes uh, for an action being inputted on the controller to be referenced on the screen as the biggest issue. Quote, so there will be challenges to cloud gaming, but we want to take on those challenges, end quote. Yoshida also highlighted that due to the fluctuating popularity of gaming during the day, for example, a high number of players all logging on when they finish work, it's financially inefficient to run when there are few players, and that conversely, a high number of players logging on at the same time could lead to issues in performance. Referring to these quiet periods as, quote-unquote, the dark time, Yoshida said, quote, The dark time for cloud gaming has been an issue for Microsoft as well as Google, but it was meaningful that we were able to use those quieter hours for AI learning, said Yoshida. PlayStation has aggressive plans, quote-unquote, for the cloud gaming space, according to PlayStation boss Jim Ryan, the details of which he claims will be revealed over the coming months. Quote, We observe mobility in gaming habits to be an increasingly important trend, and the cloud will be fundamental to allowing us, or indeed anybody else, to exploit that trend, he said in a recent interview. Quote, we do have some fairly interesting and quite aggressive plans to accelerate our initiatives in the space of the cloud that will unfold over the course of the coming months, end quote. 
A lot of business talking there. There was a lot, a lot there of was even a nice little sneak into the AI. Like, but we're investing in AI. Like, get that market exactly. going up again. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. we know some rough stuff on yeah, GameStream. Yeah. Got the AI plug. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Yep. Cloud gaming boson. Yeah. Where do you fall with it? What are you doing with it? What do you think of it? I think it's really awesome. I use it right now as like this fun, weird sort of niche thing that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I booted up to make sure I had my Xbox working properly of so I could do cloud gaming with Diablo. Yeah. I haven't messed around with it yet, but I actually was like, I was playing around with Immortal, and I'm like, what are the things I like about Immortal? And I'm like. The biggest thing for me is it's on my bottom tray on my phone. I can tap on it. I can go do a super quick rift or whatever. Yep. And then I'm back to playing like the big boy Diablo when I'm on consoles. Yeah. But Game Pass works right now on my phone. Yeah. Um, a, a quick shameless plug. I have no financial interest in these guys, but the Backbone controller is amazing. Oh, dude. Well, you are right at home with the Backbone love dude, here. Go dude. shout it. You can shout them from the dude, rooftops. I won't, no, I won't waste everybody's time. You know, what, like whatever. But, but that controller is incredible. It essentially turns your phone into like... A console in your pocket, 100%. stream button. You can launch everything from it. Like it's it's really as far as making a phone not feel like a phone and feel like a switch or, or like a gaming handheld, it does it right. Yeah. So if you take that and then you say, okay, eventually we're gonna get to the point where online infrastructure is a place where it needs to be. Cell phone signals are strong enough. Like yeah, why not be able to just stream games and and play them on the go? I think right now it is sort of that niche. It's a fun thing to kind of check out. Yeah. This is the perfect example though, as we were talking about Microsoft earlier. I think Microsoft's in a really strong spot here. And I think if Sony wants to do it, they're gonna have to decide if this is actually a place they want to bet really big on. Yeah. And there's time, right? This is it's still emergent technology. Um, I wanna play Diablo on my phone until I like go through a tunnel or if I'm on a train or something. Yeah. And then also my hardcore character is dead. Yeah. So exactly, like maybe exactly, it yeah. depends on what game you're playing or whatever. But I've had good experiences with it. I think it's really cool tech. It's one of those that like it's gonna like VR. It's gonna be the slow simmer that continues to be there, and then you'll have those wild moments that show up for it. Is, is my. Is my it's point. crazy for me that you know, Xbox has come in and in terms of PlayStation Xbox taken the conversation over in cloud gaming, right? Mm-hmm. With everything they're doing, understandably so because they've yeah. done it. But remember when PlayStation bought Gaikai, and we all totally. thought, oh, here we go. This is what's gonna be. Yep. And granted, there are streaming on PlayStation, but it's not like a pillar. It's not something they talk about. It's not something they get the credit for, and that they even should necessarily, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And and for me, it's interesting to see PlayStation really double down on remote play. Yeah. Obviously, at the last showcase, we saw the reveal of Project Q, the remote play device that is yep. a 8-inch screen shoved in the middle of your DualSense, which I know is goofy looking yeah, and isn't I, for everybody. I remote play just about every night, yeah. at least for a little bit. Like I'm I, and like, 100% you know, getting it. Like, last night, I was sitting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Last night, we you know Jen's on the couch looking at TikTok. I'm laying on the floor. We've put Ben down. We yeah. don't want to commit to Diablo yet yep. because he's still like up and down in the crib. So it's like I did that and I popped on Puzzle Quest 3 on PlayStation right. so I can start working on my trophies there. It's like I love remote play. Yeah. I love that device. You know, we talk about Diablo and our obsession with it. Yep. You know, Thursday, we all climb into the car and climb into the airplane and go to L.A. for SGF. So yeah. I will be remote playing from a hotel, my Diablo yeah. game, and seeing how that runs. Yeah, for sure. Um, even Google Stadia, I know it's like yeah. it's fun to like clown on that stuff, right? Again, real people with real jobs that actually had real impact there, which is my heart goes out to anybody in that spot. Of course. But, um, that tech was really strong. I remember, I will I will not say who it was. I showed it to, let's just say, a friend of mine. Um, and was like, hey, you seen this? This game's running on a Mac. And it was, I was using Google Stadia. Yeah. And like, they didn't realize I was using Google Stadia. And I was like, check this out. Performance is insane, right? Yeah. And like, yeah, this looks really good. I was like, yeah, this is actually cloud gaming. So like, just as I, it was, I think it was one of the early fighting games, whatever. Yeah. I was like, it's working. So your preconceptions were, I'm not interested in cloud gaming. gaming. Then you saw it and you're like, yeah, this game looks really good running on this Mac. It's running in a browser, dude. Like, yeah. That's amazing, right? So when we get there with, I think, the type of game, to your point, like I had Instacart show up while I was playing Diablo and I'm in the middle of a live event and I'm like, you're going to have to wait, dude. Like I'm literally, <laughs> I got to like take out these shamans that keep reviving dudes. Like it's going to be a second. So that was an at-home drama experience, right? It's going to happen on the go. And that's why so many mobile games like dip in, do my dailies and leave. Yep. So the type of game is going to have to work properly, but the technology will get there. And then the idea that we downloaded like 100 gig games all the time, 
That's going to be this, like, remember that? Dude, weird the thing amount of times did? I get the email from Xfinity is like, yeah. yo, you're over your limit. I'm like, all right. Well, it's, I'll, I'll, it's hilariously, I'll roast it a little bit anytime I play Call of Duty. Because yeah. I re-download it, I download yeah, yeah, Warzone, yeah. I get all the new at like I get all the assets, and then I get my notification. Like, you're up on your, uh, you're up on your like whatever internet throttling, right? Yeah, so, and yeah. that's the thing about it. Like you talk about dailies, and I think there's such a big part of that being the equation as we get into what a quote unquote live service game is, right? Yeah. Of the idea that I re- I will never forget, it was right after the launch of Destiny. Period. Destiny One. Yeah. Vanilla Destiny. OG. Where we Multi went down, class. I think for E3. I but I'm I'm rusty. So kindoffine.com slash you're wrong if you want to correct me on when Destiny came out actually in the months of the year. But I thought we went to E3, maybe we went to some other showcase. And I'll never forget that Destin brought his PlayStation so that he only so he could follow Zer and yeah. get whatever he was trying to get. He, I think he left a dinner to go do it or whatever. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, that is awesome. I respect that. Cause I, I'll bring my PlayStation to like I you know, play Witcher or whatever on a review or something. Totally. But he just did it for that thing and like the idea that I do that all the time now, where yep. I check in and like I'm sure for Diablo I'll do it. I do it, you know, for Fortnite or I did it for Fortnite. 100%. Like if you want to get in the store, you want to get that one thing. Oh, there's this kind of quest. There's that kind of thing. Even for for I use it a lot uh, on the go for uh, my faction in WWE. Of like, oh, well, I'm trying to get all the ch- the boxes today, yep. so I get the most card pack. Literally use the Vita at work when I was at Apple to check Zer. I was like, cool, yeah, I'm gonna check poor in like, and, and and see what his shop is, right? Okay, poor Vita, poor Vita. Yep. Uh, we have breaking news from the chat. Okay, it's not that it's not that exciting. Kojima is at the Apple event apparently. There's an Apple event going on right now. I do have blessing. I think getting some stuff in here. It looks like it's Death Stranding's coming to Mac. So there you go. Death Stranding directors of cut coming to Mac. It looks like Kojima there. I believe. Uh, yeah, blessings. Uh, Going to be hopefully adding some stuff here at the bottom. We'll see if we get there or not. But again, we are concurrently alive against it, so we will see. I guess I could also find something for you. Good job, Dr. Good job, App Store. Way to go. Get Kojima out there. It's a big deal. You know show, what I mean? Show me care. We'll throw over the Verge. I'll have the, we'll end with the Verge's live blog. I'll do some stuff as we look. Because I know they are hoping to do the VR headset. I'm not sure if the VR headset happened or not. And we'll get back to you. Uh, number six, though, on the Roper Report. EA Sports is aiming to add Nike's dot swoosh NFTs to its games. Blah! Adam Bankhurst at IGN.com. Uh, IGN. No, what? No, he's at IGN. Esports. No, I fucked that up, too. I'm so hot as Kojima. <laughs> EA Sports and Nike Virtual Studios have announced a new partnership that will look to add Nike's dot swoosh virtual creations, aka NFTs, to future EA Sports games. EA announced the news in a blog saying, quote, Nike's new partnership with EA Sports will look to build new immersive experiences and unlock brand new levels of customization within the esports ecosystem. The details of exactly how it, this will manifest in the future games were unclear, but a short video on Twitter from dot swoosh visualized a bit to see what fans can expect swoosh used the polygon blockchain to secure the nike virtual creations and the example in the above video shows a black football helmet and the nike logo and a purple visor the helmet appears on a digital card of sorts and that says when it's purchased the unique id the virtual creation has uh, this signifies this item is unique and tied to a specific person and theoretically will be able to be used in a future madden game The video also features branded footballs alongside three different soccer balls, which appear to indicate this very well may integrate to the EA Sports FC, the soccer game formerly known as FIFA. Who fucking cares? Brands doing brand things. I know, right? I thought we were done. I thought we all agreed. NFTs were were done. We're done. We don't want this. So here, and this is an interesting one too, because I think a lot of people thought that like when I went into the Disney thing, it's like, oh, metaverse. This is like NFTs and out there web three and all that, right? At the end of the day, like whatever this stuff comes down to, it's technology. What are we going to use it for? That's all that matters sure. to me, right? So the interesting one with EA Sports is, oh, cool. May, presumably, I could get 
um, a team, a logo. I get something interesting, like a throwback jersey or something. I can get something or a pair of shoes, whatever it is, like a pair of Nike kicks an hour in the game. Well, am I really going to be able to bring it to every single game? Is it going to be free to do that? Because now I own the NFT that says that I can do that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's all, it all comes down to, are we doing this for commodity or utility? Is there a function to this? And if there is, the first question I ask is, why does it have to be an NFT? Like, why can I not just do it direct to direct with EA, for example? Yeah. Um, and if there's good reason, fine. But if there isn't, then I feel like we're towing a little more into commodity. And then you basically, you're, you're trying to make your money off the secondary market. You're trying to get people really excited about it on Wall Street or whatever. Um, if there's a use for it on the utility front, cool. Let's see what they do. But I also know EA makes a ton of money refreshing Ultimate Team every single year. Of course. So if I'm going to get, by one time getting this player on this team an Ultimate Team, and I get to use it forever, I don't see them doing that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's such a mess overall in every aspect of it, of just like, you, until it's proved, yes, or proven, I should say, of how this is going to work and what it's going to do, it just all sounds like smoke and mirrors. And yeah. It sounds like a, an is- initiative that'll be abandoned and not do this kind of thing. So yep. it's like, I was happy whenever we just got dunked on and it seemed like they were just going to quietly go away. But Yeah, there are a million tools out there. We need to decide what tool we're going to use for the right situation. So exactly. is NFT going to be a tool? We'll see. And how will they use it? Uh, I'm scrolling through right now to close out your Roper report. The Verge's live update here of the old Apple conference that's happening right now. They're talking about game mode on this new Mac here. Dramatically lowered audio latency. They're showing the the uh, uh, rate on the Xbox. Then they had they had a whole bunch of games, new game sporting tools, and then this and it's Kojima's out there. Death Stranding cut. Hi everyone, I'm super excited to tell you about. He says and this is going on. This is just the beginning. We're actively working to bring our future titles to Apple platforms, Kojima says in this presentation as well. There's a bunch of stuff going on over this Apple thing for games and whatnot. A lot of announcements, iPads. I got a new phone out there. I want a new phone. I always like a new phone. There's always a new phone, Greg. Good. I always want a new phone. I got, I'm on the Apple every year plan or whatever. They can just take the money. You know what I mean? Just, is it faster? Is it good? I noticed my battery's starting to die. Great. Yep. I'm ready for a new one. Yep. Let's go. Yep. You know? All right, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's it. I don't know. I'm, I'm scrolling. It's there's no you, you're, the usual suspects aren't putting up my things that I want. What about Apple VR? Did I get announced today? Apple hits record ahead of this news. Well, more live blogs. It's that thing when it's when it's actually happening. It's insane. You can't find any information. But I guess what? Tomorrow there's another Games Daily. If there's a lot of Apple stuff, we'll be there to talk about you. But guess what? Tomorrow's so far away. Bose, if I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops. Where would I go? Go to the official list of upcoming software, each and every platform, across each and every platform, listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. Yeah! Out today! The Elder Scrolls Online Necrom on PC, all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes. And that's it. New dates for you. Goodbye World is coming to all the PlayStations and all the Xboxes on June 30th. Rise of the Triad Ludicrous Edition splatters gratuitous gibs. I don't know what any of that means. On Steam, PlayStation, all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, Switch. And I, did I say? No, that's it. Okay, that's it. Uh, July 31st. Uh, Armatus. Arma, uh, 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 Easy for you to say. Uh, 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 Amara Nuts. Amara, it launches on Steam June 27th. Death Stranding Director's Cut is coming to Mac soon. Uh, yeah, thank you. There you go. That was the update we had there. That's great. Um, I have squad ups for you now, of course. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you can write in for free to be part of Kind of Funny Games Daily at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. When you're over on kindoffunny.com slash KFGD, you, of course, can ask your questions about the day news, but you can also squad up where you tell us why you need a best friend and we read here, and the best friends come and find you. 
Today, Nathan needs help. Nathan's platform of choice says it doesn't matter. And then the, the username is the underscore N Mac. M-A-C. Nathan, a.k.a. V underscore N Mac says, with Street Fighter just launching, I created a Street Fighter club for kind of funny best friends to join. Kind of funny club, all one word on Street Fighter. Doesn't matter the skill level or the control schemes. Let's just have some fun. If you want to join the kind of funny clan over on Street Fighter, hit up the kind of funny or kind of funny club, all one word. Meanwhile, Michael writes in on Xbox. His username is MCL7. However, there's spaces. So MC space L say seven. Michael says, I made a clan in Diablo 4 for kind of funny best friends in the Eastern time zone. The clan name is KFBF East Coast. Hope to see people there. Bozan, you clan up? You in a clan? I'm in Fran's clan. Ah. But like literally it's just because he was like, oh, you want to join, join a clan? And I was like, all right. Hey, hey Bose, nobody's joining this thing. They don't want to see me just go through my spreadsheets. I know. I know. I, I, and I think he's playing Druid. I'm like, oh man, what a glutton for punishment. Like, I love my heart goes out to the Druids. Cool mechanics. We need to get some DPS in there. I, of course, have the kind of funny clan that Joey made. No big deal, everybody. So I'm going to leave his. So I joined his to then publicly say, Bran, I'm leaving you. And Coming to our clan? If you'll have me. We're going over it. Right after this, we're booting up the PlayStation 5. We're getting you on there. We're getting you on there. We're going to do it. Don't worry about it. Let's do it. See you guys out there. Uh, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and of course youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Uh, we didn't screw anything up, but Nano answered my call and said Destiny 1 came out September 2014. So I don't remember what event we were at, but I know he brought it to whatever we were at. And did There's the no thing. saying you didn't play it there, right? Like whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, but it's not wrong. I asked for that. Thank you. You did a good job, Nano. Uh, of course, this is Monday meaning that there are four more weekdays for Kind of Funny Games Daily to come in and rock your socks. Your hosts look like this this week. Tuesday, it's me and Blessing. Wednesday, it's Blessing and Andy. Thursday, it's Blessing and Tim. And Friday, it's Sancho West and Chloe. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're at SGF. We're turning the mics and lights over to Sancho and Chloe. We're very excited about that. Echo Chloe. She likes robots. You remember her. Uh, if you're watching live, like we've told you before, on YouTube, you can keep watching the live stream or the on-demand video. If you're on Twitch, you just keep watching, and you're going to see us come out here and answer some questions with Snowbike Mike, who's here, and he's got a cock on his shirt. It's going to be interesting to see that. Can't wait to show it to you. Uh, of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. Bozon, I'm so glad I got to be here for your 13-year hiatus of it's live ridiculous. podcasting to end. It's ridiculous. Less hair, same amount of pounds, same, <laughs> amount, of, same amount of passion. Where can people keep up with you? I guess on Twitter, yeah. yeah. Just at Mark Bozon on Twitter. Um, and then, like, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. The biggest thing I'll shout out to LinkedIn is I've got a bunch of folks that were on the Next Generation Storytelling team at Disney. Yeah. My latest post there just calls them out so that everybody can see, like, if you're hiring folks, grab some of these people, man. It's like we have amazing people from Amazon, from Meta, Apple, all over. So hire some folks, man. And buy an indie game, will you? Jeez. Buy an indie They're game, everybody. You're working hard, man. Buy an indie game. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah, super fun.